0: Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel and I'm Erin, and we're here to keep it real raw and what it means to be the Confident Woman.
1: All right, ladies. So today we are going to talk about how we embrace negative feedback. I know we all probably like to believe that everything we ever do, say, accomplish, any ideas we ever have are going to be greeted with. An overwhelmingly show of support and positivity, but that's not always the case. Sometimes we are met with negative reactions towards something, and how do we embrace that? Move on, take constructive criticism from it, take something out of it, and leave all the rest behind. So, I feel like I've got a lot of years of getting negative feedback in my life, and I know Rachel has as well. So, we'll share maybe probably some of our stories and kind of how we handle that.
0: Yeah. Negative feedback, (laughs) you know, to be honest, like when, when you first like hear that, you kind of cringe, like nobody wants to hear it. Right. But to be honest, like you can take it and make it your best friend, or you can use it as some sort of like anger and resentment and, you know, say, well, screw them. They don't understand it or they don't know it, or maybe they're not getting it or, you know, whatever excuse you kind of want to justify so that the blow doesn't hurt so bad. But the truth is, is like negative feedback is your best friend, especially, you know, in business, right? Because it tells you what people are honestly thinking and saying in the reviews. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be negative, but look at it as constructive feedback. And of course, yeah, there Mm -hmm. are some big jerks out there that just love to troll around and just voice their opinions because that makes (laughs) them feel good and validated and just super powerful sitting behind the keyboard, but the truth is you, you as the creator, operator, owner, business of your life, you know, your family, your, your everything, right? You know the truth. So being open-minded and looking at it from a place of, uh, you know, objective point of view will get you a lot further. And instead of making that, that negative feedback feel like, you know, low blow, it could be so empowering and be a turning point in your entire business or whatever that review or feedback has come about from. So we'll dig in a little bit, dive in deeper to this conversation and share some real life examples. I mean, I'm all about keeping it real and raw and I'm going to share with you some of my negative feedback and what I've chosen or chosen not to do about
1: it. So let's hear from Aaron as well. Oh, goodness. I'm sitting here (laughs) thinking like, where do I begin with negative feedback in my life? But a lot of it has to do with who it's coming from. Yes, sometimes. Yes. So Mm -hmm. it's like we're getting negative feedback from mom versus negative feedback from Larry from Idaho, we've never met. It it can be a little different, right? So I think first things first is just knowing that who you're receiving that feedback from. People are coming from different feedbacks. Like Rachel said, sometimes people just are trolls and they just want to rain on your parade. And some people are giving you negative feedback because they honestly care about you and they want you to see and do better. So... Negative feedback, like she said, it's not negative always. So the how do, it's, it's how you differentiate between the two, right? Like whether it's constructive or someone just being an a-hole, right? Like we got to just decide how we differentiate between those. But I think... Gosh, I don't even know where to begin because I have so much. But I probably the biggest impact for me, I guess, was like after um, leaving school and starting in my first business, I was met with a lot of resistance difference about what I was doing. Not about like my products or anything like that, but the actual like business structure. Because I was in... um, I started in network marketing right out of school. And that was my first time ever in business was in a... It was in a network marketing opportunity. And so I had my mom, (laughs) like many others moms probably, (laughs) were not so proud about what I was doing. And although here was the crazy thing is she didn't know anything about the company yet at that point or products or anything like that. So it was hard to take that feedback constructively because they were just basing it on this overall agenda of the network marketing industry versus looking at the specific details of the who, the what, and what I was doing. So I think if you're receiving negative feedback on a business opportunity that you have or something that you're working toward and people are giving you negative feedback on the overall picture versus what you're specifically doing in that, then that's not something for you to give much energy to because they're they're not seeing specifics, the details, right? They're just looking at an overall thing and making a snap judgment. So that could be in any business, right? I'm just using that because that was my personal experience of the first time ever receiving negative feedback from people I cared about. So that could be anything, whether you're like, I want to start a band or I want to go out and become a professional dancer or whatever it is. People might, right? I got I want to be a professional basketball player, right? People are going to be like, you don't want to be... The NBA is so hard to get into and blah, 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 right? There's that constructive... Piece of it, but then they're looking at the overall. So, um, so I think that's a big thing to differentiate between the two is is what it is that people are giving you that negative um, feedback toward, and not to take it so personally. So, if it is, um, right, so it's like it's like your mom or your friend or whatever. In this example, like they're not saying you suck, <laughs> right? They're not directly saying you're a terrible person and you suck and this is dumb and whatever. But it's more about the decisions you're making about something else. So I think you're going to get those no matter what decisions you take and actions you take in life. People will agree or disagree with you. And they may be right sometimes. Sometimes they're right. But that's part of the learning curve too, right? Like life's not positive. polypants all the time. So sometimes you are going to make bad decisions and people will give you that negative feedback. But but that's, that's again, like what Rachel's saying, could be your best friend. Because then it's something to learn from, right? And you learn as you go. So... I could go into a hundred different tangents from there. So I'll just let Rachel kind of (laughs) hop on in with any. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's, I feel like everywhere you look, right. We've all heard that saying, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Right. And so we got to look at it again. Is is this meant to, for the betterment of the product service, the the personal growth, whatever it is, and take it as with a grain of salt and say, okay, does this person have my genuine best interest at heart? Or are they providing criticism and feedback out of their own fears and being like, maybe you're a mirror for them, for what they haven't accomplished, succeeded, or, you know, whatever that is for given your circumstance, you know, kind of looking at it from that objective as well. You know, for, for me, I mean, several years ago, I was just finishing up writing my, or not several, it'd be a few years. (laughs) Like I I wrote my book a few years ago, not several, but I remember telling a woman, you know, sharing a bit of, of the story and something that I was working on overcoming. And even though I had gotten through it, it's, was still something that, you know, I I felt obligated to talk about because it was current, it was relevant. I see other women struggle with this. And this woman just boldly said to me, how could you say that you, you've overcome this, but here you are talking about it. And you know what, your story's not even that bad. And who are you anyway to share it? And I was just, you know, I, I was taken aback. I mean, honestly, I was just like, well, hold up. You know, first of all, just because you overcome something doesn't mean that you don't have a scar in a sense, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that your story doesn't matter. Doesn't mean that just because you're not in the top one, two, three, five percent of the well-known people, that you don't matter. And so when she questioned my integrity and my authority and my personal life experiences, you got to look at that and say, I know who I am. What is it that maybe this person is struggling with? And so kind of being able to take a step back instead of being defensive and reactive, which I did not. and, And that's because I was very sound in who I am and my message and my story and everything that I had to overcome. But for somebody who is maybe just starting out, that might not only feel like a low blow that might be a, like a sucker punch that just knocks the wind out of you and and takes the wind out of yourselves and you know what maybe it just completely crushes your dream and you never take a step forward right so maybe if you're not at that place yet but you, we all have those people that just say some nasty horrible things and it's a matter of letting it penetrate you deep down to your core and saying yeah you know this isn't about me that that attack that feedback, that criticism had nothing to do with me. That was a reflection on the individual for the struggles that she was currently in. And that was something that we ended up talking about later um, and, and recognizing that later as that individual still had some, some inner work and some healing to do. And, you know, when we, get, when we get feedback like that, now we have to recognize, is that for me? Is it against me? Or is it going to propel me into becoming a better version of myself? And so, you know, again, kind of what Aaron was saying, you know, we're going to get this from all sides, from our our family, our friends, and our loved ones, and maybe they're doing it with our best interest in heart, but only you know what is best for you. So again, taking it, uh, you know, with a grain of salt and just saying, okay, thank you. I value your opinion, your feedback, your criticism, whatever it is. And, you know, taking what you can from that conversation Discard the rest and keep going on, plugging away, doing you, you know, focusing on your vision, your mission, your message, whatever lights you up. Um, And we, we all know that life is too short to just be bogged down by other people's opinions. And if we're going to lean on and look to other people for the validation and credibility and the permission to live our lives. Well, then technically, whose lives are we living? Are we living for them or for you? So that's something, again, you know, being crystal clear on who you are, what you're willing to accept, reject, stand for, and so on. I mean, and, and so that was kind of like a personal sting that I had to overcome and just recognize that because obviously, you know, nobody wants to be told that they suck and they're not worthy and, you know, you don't matter. But if you come to like a product development, I mean, I've put out many products being in the entrepreneur space and being a creative myself for all these years, there's, you know, you get feedback from one of my products. Uh, There was a shipping error and somebody gave me a really poor review, really, uh, you know, like a one or two star kind of rating and said, the product was great. The shipping was terrible. Okay. Well, let's be real. Had nothing to do with the product. They were just probably pissed off Mm -hmm. because it arrived late and has nothing to do with you. So those are kind of like two contrasting examples, but yet we can look and be like, oh my gosh, but now I got like one or two stars It's going to pull my rating down. Well, you know what the truth is. So all you got to do is keep doing what you're doing because the truth will outweigh the BS that's coming your way as well. So, you know, that, that's a product example. And then, you know, for even more recently, I had re- received, uh, I guess it would be like a, a neutral star review, three out of five. But somebody has said, uh, for my book, and for those who haven't read it, Chasing Perfection, it doesn't, it, and actually, if you follow me and you read my book, you know, I hate labels because labels, mm-hmm. uh, they pigeonhole you, right? They, they put you in this little confined box and uh, tell you if you stray from the box or move out of it, then you, you're you not who you are or, you know, there's a lot of confusion there. So I, I do not like labels. But so this, this individual had written and said, was this a memoir or a self-help book? it was very confusing but an overall interesting read. so my take on that was well that individual sounds confused because it doesn't matter whether it's a memoir or a self-help if you enjoyed the overall interesting read of it. so if if it was a memoir would that have changed how it read to you? if it was a self-help book would that have changed the message in there? so having those contrasting opinions and, you know, knowing where it was and does it really matter? I mean, if you enjoyed something, let's just keep it at that. You enjoyed it. So, yeah. you know, these are just some, some just like simple everyday examples, but yeah, we hear this every day in our businesses. We hear this in our lives, you know, being a, a former competitor, I mean, solely judge on your body. So you're expected to have some feedback, but if you don't have kind of like that thick skin, meaning knowing who you are, then that, those That feedback, man, that criticism, the the reviews, the negativity, it could crush you. And it could be, you know, so defeating at times, or it could be like empowering. Be like, wow, okay, I just got that feedback. You know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe I needed to, you know, find a better shipper. Somebody who can deliver my products on time and not not have a poor user or customer experience. You know, maybe for the book, somebody was confused on the memoir or self-help. Maybe it needs to be, I don't know, put out there solely in a self help, but yeah, it's not. I mean, it is a hybrid because through storytelling of personal experiences, I've used my lessons and and stories to give back and uh, share how I managed to overcome certain things or obstacles or given tips, takeaways, and strategies. So it really doesn't fit in a one or the other, but it is meant to inspire you to learn from real life examples from a real life human being of relatability and content to walk away with. And so, again, kind of just pulling these things from different areas of our lives. And I know for Erin, I mean, network marketing, she's been in it for so many years. And I can, <laughs> I'm can i sure she's got a ton of stories because it does yeah. kind of get a bad rap at times. But yet, Erin doesn't let that stop her because she knows what is truth. She knows how she shows up in her business. And the same thing is like, what I want to ask you is that, you know, the, the listeners here, like... How are you showing up for your business? How are you showing up in your your relationships? How are you showing up in your uh, personal life? And so getting clear on like the values and what you stand for and being aware of who you are and everything that is so the embodiment of you, that is where you need to focus on. The rest of the feedback, whether positive or negative, you take what serves you, you take what applies to you, and you discard the rest. You can even discard some positive reviews. So it really doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. being crystal clear on what content you're putting out, what products and who you are and who you're serving. And let them let some of the stuff filter, some of it discard. Who gives a shit? Right. It's about what you want to provide and a level of service for your clients and your, your people. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to hear some of your stories personally from your your marketing. Give us a good one, a juicy one. I know I just use some like, you know, everyday examples, which everyone could find on the internet because everything's public.
1: Um, like specific network marketing or just specific my life or (laughs) give it, give some of that, you know, I think, um, Yeah, let's
0: pull something from network marketing because I feel like everyone at some point has received a slide in your DM kind of message, right? And so, yeah, I want to hear about that, but then kind of how that personally affects you.
1: Yeah. No, I think um, it was hard in the beginning, right? So when I first started, and again, I've been 16 years in network marketing, so it's I don't get it anymore, right? Because what is someone going to say to me after 16 years? You know, like you can't tell me things don't work, or you can't tell me, you know, like all this stuff. So I think it's it's harder in the beginning, right? Because sometimes people it's new and exciting and they see an opportunity and a chance to make a few hundred, extra 100 bucks or whatever it is right or for me it was I changed my major every semester I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and I just saw that as something that like was fun flexible that I could control and kind of happen on so I think at the beginning it's the hardest because you know you you and and again it's I'm coming from 16 years out so I think it's changed from <laughs> from when I first started to people starting now but I don't know. I, I the typical things that everyone gets when you're in network marketing, right? All the feedback, people telling you you're in a pyramid deal, or they're telling you um, you only care about making money off other people, or you know, just that it's just all the things, right? Like they start picking apart everybody or thinking you're a liar. I think there's a lot of imposter syndrome in network marketing for sure because people portray themselves to be someone that has all the answers. Come work with me and your life will be great. And I think that happens a lot too. But anyways, I think like that that's like the biggest misconception, I guess, or the biggest thing that people struggle with is like, you only make money off other people buying a product, right? And I think that hurts people's feelings sometimes. And it makes them like... Because I know a lot of people that are like, I could promote a product all day long if I didn't get paid for it. But because I get paid for it, like they feel skeezy doing it. Where it's like, everybody's making money off every single thing that's being sold in America today. So you don't have to feel bad for being that person. But... um but yeah, I guess like all that, like those negative feedback in the beginning, which is all like my friends and family or people being like, don't talk to Aaron. She's in one of those things or blah, 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 blah. Or You just want to recruit me, or blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's never was anything really about a specific company or whatever. It's just they were all... All of that feedback or like all of those opinions that people gave me about like what I said in the beginning, like they weren't about me. They weren't about a company. They weren't about a product. Nobody bashed the hell out of the product. Everybody liked it. Like nobody, it's always about it was just about the overall industry, right? <laughs> so it was never like the specific. So that's where it's just like people only come to like their level of understanding. So whether it's I only know a book to be a memoir or a self-help book. So if something seems like both, I gotta put it down. Or if I don't understand the specific industry, I got to put it down. I guess for me like the biggest lesson in all of it through this is just always like consider the source. Like who are they? What do they know about, you know, what what are they doing, right? Like, you know, you get all these we don't know who wrote those those reviews for you, Rachel. I mean, maybe you know some of them. No, <laughs> I
0: don't. <laughs> I knew the I knew the girl who who had spoke her mind about, you know, questioning who am I and
1: oh, you know, just cuz right. I'm
0: not like have a gazillion followers and, you know, whatever, but <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a human, I'm an everyday woman and, and that I connect with people. So that's how it goes. But yeah.
1: Like consider the source of those people that have those things to say. It's like most of the people besides that person, it's like that people are just probably just, I always heard a long time ago, like really successful people in life, they don't have time to sit around and write negative reviews for other people. You know, right, right. so like people are just in their basement, their mom's basement in their underwear behind a keyboard posting what's, you know, what's wrong with what you're doing. Right. Because they don't have anything going on in their own lives. And that, again, that's flipping that's going to hold total pendulum because I do believe that I have received criticism in my life, negative feedback that was actually very helpful. That was mm-hmm. able to, for, for me to see. Oh, like, for example, my mom <laughs> was I I would post on my social media, like this is way early back in my day, but it would be something like another day at the pool. I'm so excited that I have all this freedom to be able to be at the pool all day or whatever. Right. And I would post stuff like that. For me, I thought I was being inspiring or like showing like somebody be like, wow, that's possible to do. It's possible to have that lifestyle. And to have take be at the pool on a Wednesday afternoon if you want to and have that freedom. Like that was my intention. And that's what I thought I was portraying. But dear old mom, she's like, you know, when you post stuff like that, people are sitting there thinking, who cares? Good for you. Like that's wonderful. Like, like you're kind of rubbing it in and whatever. And it was like, so that was an example of a good, like my mom telling me, like, that's not a good thing to post. People are turned off by that and all that kind of stuff. And it made me kind of realize like her that perspective and how people might see that and th- so that was that was very constructive <laughs> negative feedback and it was a point of view that I just didn't think of before because sometimes we might think we're doing something with the right intentions but the message isn't being received that way and so we got to filter and make changes and shift toward what our messaging is to to get the appropriate re- message out I guess you know because I I probably would have just kept posting things like that forever and turning a lot of people off (laughs) to my business because they thought like, good for you. Who do you think you are? Kind of vibe. And I think a lot of people still to this day do that on social media. They want to feel inspiring and uplifting, but really they're just kind of having the opposite effect sometimes. but Right.
0: No, and I think it's so important, you know, kind of like the the kind of like finding a balance because... You can still share those kind of messages because there, those people who are meant to receive that message will resonate and be like, "Wow, that was so inspiring! I wish I could have the freedom and flexibility to sit poolside during the work week and you know, at two p.m. because I I want to." But then there's also yeah. those who can't foresee that for themselves and say, "You know what? That that's just nonsense. Like, I, I mean, here I'm grinding all day. Like, good for her. Must be nice. You know, maybe she was right. born with a silver spoon, or you know, maybe she's got a." A rich husband, or whatever it is, people are going to imagine and create their own. It's a projection of their own reality and their own beliefs. And so that's kind of what I say, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Like some of the stuff is really valuable. Some of the feedback is really critical in your business. Some of it is just, you know, it's personal, right? Everything comes from a personal place of opinion, but yet does it apply to you and your business? Only you can determine that. So one of the things that, um, you know it really resonated with me throughout my my own personal journey which you know for for many like again being an entrepreneurial space for almost 15 years and you know you can look at it as like your business is an extension of you so how you operate is also how your business will operate so there's this book that I love it was so like and, and the reason I keep promoting this book is because I love the title of it and it was so like spot on but the book is called your stand is your brand. So go back to what you stand for. What are your values? What are your priorities? What do you believe in? What is something that when somebody thinks of you, that radiates into your your business? It radiates into your Uh, relationships, like what people say about you when you're not in the room kind of concept. But um, Mm -hmm. another book, obviously, I mean, if you've been following me or hear any of our podcasts, you know I will talk up and down about this book. I absolutely love it. It's The Four Agreements. So just to kind of give a a, a quick backstory, when I first started my personal development growth many years ago, I read this book and it was just like the biggest like you know, whatever, the aha, right? Those moments. And one that really stood out to me because as a uh, people pleaser, I was always looking to other people for that validation. I was looking to them to tell me whether I was good enough, my ideas were validated, was this product uh, worthy of putting out, whatever it is, right? And so I had to do a lot of that inner work to figure it out. But one of the the four agreements, which really stuck out to me, which kind of relieved and you know, gave me uh, a different point of view was don't take anything personally. And just to kind of give you a quick snippet of what that means, in, in, in the context of the Four Agreement book, is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. And so, let me be clear on that: that this is personally. Right. So when you have customers and clients coming to you about your business, you need to be personally open minded because you are the mastermind behind this entire business. So you do have to hear what they're saying, but understand that where they're coming from and does it apply to your business? Only you can decide that. Because if you let everybody come in with an idea or opinion or whatever, it's going to create confusion. It's going to sway you and pull you out of whatever you're doing. So be very crystal clear on what you stand for, what you don't. And you know what? Thank them for their feedback, positive or negative. Everything is good. It's good for the betterment of the connection. The client to uh, you know business relationship is good for the product development. And so you don't have to use everything that they say. And in fact, you don't even have to change your entire business model, but be clear on what you're putting out. And I just, uh, something that just came to mind right now about, you know, when we think about a uh, business aspect of it and like our target audience and, you know, our current clients and everything. There's also the, I want to call it a misconception, but I feel that this is important to make a point because when you have a business and, and many marketers will say, You know, getting in touch with your ideal client, which I do agree with, and catering and tailoring your business around them. This is something that I've thought long and hard about. And if we're always building our business around that client's needs and wants, if it doesn't light you up anymore and it doesn't resonate with who you are, then you need to flip the script and go back to really identifying with who you are. Because if you're now, being from a place of, say, as a creator, creating for the the sake of other people, but you don't find that joy and fulfillment in the things that light you up or what initially did because you're always tailoring and swaying to fit that person's wants and needs and desires. You need to go back to the drawing board and maybe reassign or readdress who that ideal client is. As long as you're staying true to you then that's where your North Star comes from. And that's where your your audience and your customers will come from as well. So it's just kind of something that came to mind because it was something, that, you know, personally in the business space, um, you know, if I was kind of tying in a little bit of my old people-pleasing self, that meant I was building a business around what other people wanted and I didn't enjoy it and there was no fulfillment in it for myself. So I had to do that a couple of times um, at the very beginning of, of my businesses. But now I'm very crystal clear and I absolutely love Love, love, love what I do because that's a joy and fulfillment. And of course, your stand is your brand and it will come out in everything that you do and create and serve. So hopefully this was helpful with a little bit of a side tangent there, but I just want to throw in that little nugget. So
1: Erin, you got anything else to add on there as well? I don't. I think you wrapped that up beautifully with your tangent. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Just yeah, just take it. Take uh, all the feedback. Take it. Consider the source, who it is. It's good or bad. There's no bad feedback, I guess. You just filter it through what works for you, what doesn't, and move on. And don't let someone you don't know, sitting in their mom's basement in their underwear, posting on a keyboard, (laughs) get you down. (laughs) Absolutely. So we hope that
0: this episode was inspiring and uplifting, as well as uh, you know, real. I mean, given the real life examples. So again, join in on the conversations. Head on over to the Confident Woman Community. Shoot us a voice message in the listening platform or just reach out and follow us so we love having these conversations and chats and connecting with our listeners so again our our instagram is for me my best platform the one i'm always on it's i am rachel brooks and aaron
1: I, i was gonna say yours again um mine is at the aaron klein show yeah so hopefully we'll have these conversations offline
0: as well and just love to hear from you ladies so thanks so much for listening